you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Indeed, it's a good morning to talk about football live in New York City, Tuesday, August 8th. I'm Jamie Erdahl. That's Kyle Brandt, yep. Breaker, Jason McCourty. Peter, yeah. gossip on the street yeah. is you as well will be involved in an alternate yes. broadcast by a team. Jason McCourty and Devin McCourty doing one for the Patriots, yeah. a twin cast that you can see for his preseason games. Now the Lions, maybe it was all your Jameer Gibbs talk. They're Jameer having you Gibbs. on. It was biting ankles. It was mm. all that stuff. Uh, the Lions asked me if I would be a part of their alternate game cast. It is only going to be aired in the Michigan area, mm-hmm. but it's on DetroitLions.com and it's a host of different people. Gary Danielson, former Lion, of course, but Golden Tate, Glover Quinn, uh, a ton of guys that have played for the Lions. Hmm. And Kirk Gibson, the old baseball player. I mean, right. Awesome list, and then I'll be a part of this as well. So it's Detroit Lions, their alternate game mm. cast. Cannot wait, and they play the New York Giants on Friday. You're doing that. Mm. you got to get Spielman up there. That's your boy. Spielman's He's around, right? We're getting yeah. Spielman. Damn right. I love it. Awesome. GM Brad Holmes has also agreed. Right. I don't know if Sean Payton would be approving of that, that we're going to be sure. talking in-game to mm. someone on the staff. But right. Who was our coach who was guarding Jameer Gibbs one-on-one in practice? Oh, and got oh, his name? Oh, Scotty Montgomery? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're trying to get him all. He's Scotty. Out there getting routed up practice. <laughs> got his ankles wrapped today. <laughs> he needs the cleats on. Did you guys see Sean Jefferson over the weekend? No. Oh. Uh, wide receiver coach for the Panthers. Yeah. Cleats on, helmet and shoulder pad. <laughs> he he's holding the pad and he runs downhill mm-hmm. and gives a player everything he's got. We need it. Scotty Montgomery out okay. there in cleats. Yep. Covering somebody. Well, I mean, awesome, we got to get the footage of that. So much production value and so many things across the league right now. Let's talk about another one. Time for the Leave Block. Uh, let's head to Jets training camp where, gosh, we just haven't checked in on them enough. Over the weekend, Sauce Gardner had a clean pick off Aaron Rodgers to stop a would-be touchdown to Corey Davis. Mm. Rodgers and the offense had to do push-ups because they lost that particular session. We're going to get a behind-the-scenes look at that play all the plays, all of the drama that's been unfolding at Jets training camp because this is your Hard Knocks team, which debuts tonight. Oh, here's a little gift. It's a sneak peek at episode nice. one. Nice. I see Zach with the arm sleeves. I love it. Did you put Zach up to the tucked up uh, arm sleeve to show his guns? No. I mean, he looks fantastic. He said, he said how, much can, how much can I pay you to get uh, elastic in my sleeves? I said, you don't have enough. <laughs> hey, let those let those sleeves down, bro. Hey, I think it looks fantastic. Let those sleeves down. Let them down. Oh, you look let so good. Down. The guy in front of me has nothing to show you off, so, so I figured I might as well let oh. him go. You, know I mean? you look so good. So good. Make me want to tuck them up, Kyle. Yeah, tuck them no up. Kidding. The guy in front of you doesn't have anything to show yes, off, yeah. right? That was a little it's, something, something. I like, exactly. I like that. I like that, I like that version of that. <laughs> what do we think? 
I, I'm, we're fired up for this. This is what it's all about. Uh, Zach Wilson in this version, joking, getting ready to play in the game. A little different, right? A little different. Less pressure. Yeah. Go out there and do your thing. I'm looking forward to a few weeks ago, we had Dalvin Cook on our show here on a Friday. He was getting ready to go on a visit to the Jets that week. And we asked him, hey, what are the chances of you signing? And he said, very high. I want to know all about that visit. What is it that takes place on a free agent visit of a guy at that caliber at this point? He was out there at practice watching the Jets go through things. Is there a contract on the table? Is there some behind-the-scenes shots of what the Jets brass are talking about in regards to bringing Dalvin Cook on this team? Because as of today, he is still a free agent. So I want to know what happens. Schrager was at practice that day. I want to know if there's some scenes where Schrager is in there, maybe talking to Dalvin Cook. Does he have the hat on? the NFL Plus Mike, the whole nine. I want to see all of this on Hard Knocks. But you don't often get a behind-the-scenes look at a free agent going on a visit from a team's perspective. So I would love to see that version of it and see what the team had to say about Dalvin. I love that. I was there that day that he visited, and I spoke to Dalvin for a while, but he also was standing with Woody and Chris Johnson Mm. for two hours during practice. You think about it now, that's over a week ago. They basically let him come, watch practice, be in the building, experience all that, and still hasn't been signed. I'd be fascinated to hear what the conversations were behind closed doors. I'm going to go around that same time period because I think Obama's dropped Oppenheimer reference in, uh, in the Jets facility when they got the quotes from Sean Payton, mm. USA Today. Mm-hmm. And things were going smoothly and things were going fine. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Nathaniel Hackett's coaching ability and pride was, was attacked and also... The Jets as a whole, as Sean Payton said, you know, the Jets doing that hard knock stuff. It reminds me of the 2000 Redskins when I was with the Giants and mm. they got Deion Sanders and they had yeah. a dream team. Win the offseason. They, they won eight games. Mm-hmm. And what were the conversations like? Because the Jets, we heard Robert Sala say, if they ain't hating, we ain't popping. Okay. That was a quote, which I don't know where that came from. And I still am trying to decipher it, coach. If you want to text me and tell me what that one meant, text you. I oh, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Roll your sleeves up, Peter. Yeah, is there going to be room for Salah on the show? Or is it just going to be Peter the whole roll time? Roll my sleeves That's up here. Oh, Peter's going to be all over hard knocks. That's it. I'm going to roll my sleeves up and Kenan more because I think the other part of it is what were the conversations between Hackett and the coaching staff and the guys when those quotes came out? Mm-hmm. And be are we going to see a vulnerability? Are we going to see whether he was enraged? Like, I know that's already in the rearview mirror and six million people watched a preseason game and we moved on. Yeah. They have cameras all over. I would love to see what those conversations were. And he took the high road. I wonder if he wanted to take some different roads when those mm. quotes came out. Well, the road we want to see is the reaction shot of people in the facility reading yeah. or sharing news about the this? interview. Mm-hmm. That was the current article. When that article came out, the Jared Bell piece, we were sitting here reading it off our phone, reading the quotes to each other. Like, can you believe this? I want to see the Jets doing yeah. that. Yeah. I want to see Rodgers. I want to see Salah. I want to see everybody. But uh, what I'm looking forward to, I, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to Rodgers. Is Rodgers the best player to ever be on Hard Knocks ever? Mm-hmm. I mean, Tony Gonzalez was featured on it. A lot of really good players. T.O. T.O. A quarterback, though? And I have the empirical evidence. Um, MVPs to be featured on the season of Hard Knocks, meaning they already have it, not they're going to win it five years from now. That's the entire list. So that's Emmitt in his final year as a Cowboy. It's a Dave Campos season. Ladanian, his first year with the Jets, they barely focused on him at all. It was all about Rex Ryan and Antonio Cromartie's kids. And now you got Rodgers, who's going to be, like, 
Gandolfini was on The Sopranos. He's going to be everywhere. I think it's the best player we have mm. ever had on it. And certainly, you know, the most compelling from a media perspective. Understand the thing about Rodgers and the media. I think Rodgers truly enjoys the media. I think he likes the idea of journalism and the art of interviews and yeah. good answers. So he came out and said they shoved it down our throats. I think in a way he is probably titillated by hard knocks because it's a new opportunity to explore it and experience it. He will have quotes. He will give access. Mm-hmm. I think he will be all over this thing. I do not think this is going to be Rogers slamming doors and cameras or anything like that. Um, I'm still fascinated by the Leah Schreiber cameo. If you didn't see this, uh, Leah Schreiber, the narrator of Hard Knocks, has never been to training camp ever. Rogers, a fan of the show, says, I want to hear him, calls him the voice of God. Leah Schreiber shows up to Jets training camp. Will they show him? And now that we're promoting Hard Knocks tonight, I have a Hard Knocks piece of trivia that I did not know until this morning. All right? Every, all hands on deck. Leah Schreiber has narrated every single season of Hard Knocks with one exception. Do you know the answer to this? I do. I'm going to let them guess. All right. There is one other person who has narrated Hard Knocks. It was in 2007. It's a, it's a household name. A household name that you guys all know. We've all seen this person's work. Do you have any idea who it is? I did not as of this morning until the Wikipedia. I mean, if it's like an obvious household name with an infamous voice, I'm thinking like Tom Hanks or Morgan Freeman Those are good or guesses. somebody. Yeah. That might be it. I have no idea. This is- all right. The only person to narrate Hard Knocks other than Liev Schreiber, bring up the pick. Brody Croyle years. Let's there go. There it is. Oh, yeah. 07, Brody Croyle, Chiefs, Tony Gonzalez. Rudd did it for one year. Dwayne Bow uh, being glued to a, to a goalpost. Yes. And he was, this is long before the Mahomes and all this stuff, but he did it. But Schreiber is the guy. Otherwise, I just did not know that. And I feel like I knew everything I about why Hard Knocks. Schreiber didn't that year. You think he was filming something? He like, probably wanted a lot of money. They didn't want to give it to him. Yeah, probably was a contract issue. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually what it is, Peter. It, it all wants to say Paul Rudd and we talk Liev Schreiber with a Writers Guild strike and oh, you're Actors heavy? Guild. Do you feel like Rodgers could have like a moment in August? Like people are just like waiting for celebrities to fill the void, and no mm. one's doing any media, and they're not allowed to promote their yeah. movies. You like, mean a bigger moment than he had in April, May, yeah, I and think this yeah. is like crossing over. Like when you get on Hard Knocks, mm. there are people who don't follow football who mm. watch. Interesting. And we have a void of celebrities out there mm. marketing themselves. I think yeah, this could be like okay. a Rodgers moment. I'm on pace with that because you watch just that clip and you hear Salah's voice, who we don't know like by familiarity. Even he said the comment, and you said who. Is that? Yeah. And it's Salah, so we don't have voice recognition for Salah yet. Yeah. So then we see that it's Salah and Aaron Rodgers talking. Aaron Rodgers knows what he's doing. Man, I think, similar to the Sean Payton vein, like I think everything he does is with calculation. So for him to be standing there, knowing he's mic'd up, knowing the cameras are watching him, yet still with the hand over the mouth and like yo, we're listening to you. Like, this isn't gonna, but it's discreet and it makes you feel like yeah. it's secretive. Yeah. That's just good acting. That's mm-hmm. just great television. Mm-hmm. It's good producing. <laughs> the man has a home in Malibu. He knows that Hollywood life. I think everything Aaron Rodgers touches on this show is gonna be gold. Do you think that Rodgers, who is the first member of the Jets organization showed tonight in the episode? Who do you think? Are they gonna try to throw us off? Or are they gonna lean into the know. obvious? Just make a prediction. Jason, what do you think? Solid. Okay. I think it's sauce and he's popping. He's, I think it's Rogers. Okay. He's, he's Rogers. I think you bit. can't not. My favorite shot in Hard Knocks, they've done a lot, is it's the exterior shot mm-hmm. and it's night and you look up in the building and there's one light on in one window and it's the head coach's office and I think it's Sala in there and he's working at 3 a.m. It'll be a timestamp and everything mm. and I think he's, it's going to be I'm going to make a him. prediction. Mm. Most viewed, highest streamed, season of Hard Knocks ever. Okay. More than the Rex Ryan season, all that. More than all of them. Yep. Okay. I don't know about critically acclaimed. I don't know if well-liked. Numbers. 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 Okay. Sheer eyeballs. Nice. Well, we got four right here at the table. We live in the yeah. eyeball business. Absolutely. Do. 
here are the top 10 from the NFL 100. Remember, voted on by the players. I will tip my cap to my colleague, Jason McCourty, who had the exact top three predicted yesterday. Mahomes, Jefferson, and Hurts. I don't think anyone else on the table had that combination, one, two, three. But here they are. Here were the top 10 voted on by the players. Now we break it down. It's time for We In or We Out, presented by Progressive Insurance. Patrick Mahomes, he's number one. We Mm -hmm. know that. He makes his second appearance as the number one player in the league as voted on by the players. Uh, As we look at that list right there, here is the statement. You guys tell me whether it is accurate or not and whether you're in or you're out. The players got the list right this year. Mm -hmm. Take it anywhere you want. Top 100, the players got it right. Jason, you're first. Anytime you have a list, it doesn't matter who's on it, what order. You're always going to say, absolutely not. I'm out. They didn't get it right. I look at the quarterback position. Lamar Jackson was 72. Trevor Lawrence was 96. I look at like guys like that, and they can be all the way at the very end of the list. And I think these are guys that you look at it next year, and we're doing this top 100. They're going to be at the very top of the list. And I think even from their performances last season, they should have been higher on this list. So I don't think the players got it right. They were close on some things. But 100 players is a lot. Uh, to be honest with you, every year I think the players get it wrong. So mm-hmm. what, what, they didn't value the quarterbacks enough? You, Lamar I just think those two guys should have been higher. Lamar and Lawrence. Yes, I think those two guys should have been higher. Really? Yeah. I did not see that coming out mm. of you. No. Um, I, I, I lean into the Justin Jefferson at two. It also it, it makes me want to look at the list, specifically the top ten, and guess the exact date in which the forms were handed out because Justin Jefferson had iconic moments at times last year. Jalen Hurts, you know, he was hurt week 16, 17. So did this list, was it in January? Was Hurts, you know, really coming on? It wouldn't have been January because Justin Jefferson and the Vikings lost that playoff game. When did this decision get made? I want to know so badly when the little forms were handed out because Justin Jefferson embodies, I think, everything from like a cultural perspective with the gritty and like he's on things with flag football and destroying. Like he is an absolute ripple effect when it comes to the league and the youth movement. So I'm not surprised at all. And frankly, I love it because last year I went on an absolute diatribe as to why you should have been the MVP at a moment. So you think if Justin Jefferson doesn't do a dance that the worldwide crazy is not number two? I mean, everybody knows him because of that. I think it's part of it. Actually, I, I, I think they got it wrong. I said it during yesterday. I think Devontae is still better than Justin Jefferson. I think Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the league. He is at 13. And I don't know. It's just like if I got a third and 14 and I want to go to Devontae Adams. And Justin Jefferson is great. I just like him better at this point. I think it's amazing that the Chiefs have three players in the top 10. And we're all sitting there like, they don't have any wide receivers. They have three of the top 10 players in the league. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts at three is fascinating. Not on the list last year. Not in the top 100. Debuts at three. I, I keep saying this, but he's had one great season, and I hope it, that phrase goes away, and I hope he swings together 12. Little Rich, one great year in which mm. he lost the MVP to Mahomes, and he's the third best player in the league? I don't know. I don't think they got it I right. watched it on NFL Plus last night, and Chris Jones is the one they're talking about, and he was like, it's it's the greatest game I've ever played against a quarterback, and he's talking about the Super Bowl mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts. I think that is the taste everyone has in their mouth. And yet, I said this yesterday, I think the players got it wrong because if they're being honest and they're looking in the mirror – not including this player, I don't care if he had zero tackles last year, is one of the greatest mistakes. Aaron Donald belongs in your top ten no matter what. Now, you you can tell me, yeah, but last year he wasn't what he used to be. He still was dominant when he was out there last year. Gosh, go tell Aaron Donald, if you're an offensive lineman, that he wasn't voted in the top ten. I just think 
he and Trent Williams deserve emeritus status at this point, knowing what they bring mm. to the game and what they do at their respective positions. I think you just put them in and you fill out the other eight, including Mahomes. I think Donald and Trent are the best at what they do, and there's no competition. So that would have been my, my qualm. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Respect. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. There is a huge preseason doubleheader coming up on NFL Network Thursday night. It starts with uh, the Texans heading to New England to take on the Patriots. And then the nightcap features the Vikings and the Seahawks in Seattle. That's all live Thursday night right here on NFL Network. One of those games features a rookie starting quarterback. Um, and some important news for the first leg of that, as I mentioned, D'Amico Ryan said yesterday that C.J. Stroud, the number two overall pick, will start for the Texans against Patriots. His first NFL action coming against a Bill Belichick coach defense should be an interesting watch. We'll see how much we see of Stroud, but it lends ourselves to our list of rookie quarterbacks that we're kind of interested in taking a look at as they get their first preseason action. Thursday night, this all begins, NFL Network. Uh, there is a list of rookie QBs making their preseason debut, mm-hmm. but who is most intriguing to you guys? Peter, I start with you. Yeah, I look at Jalen Hurts and his amazing you know, rise and the fact that he fell all the way to the mid-50s. And now, look, I'm number three in the top 100. Yeah. People didn't think I could do it, and I worked as a backup. And I think of stories of triumph and overcoming you know, hurdles mm-hmm. because I think that's a great story. Can you be the number two overall pick and still have a giant chip on your shoulder and still consider yourself someone who came over hurdles and overcoming with triumph? I think you can. C.J. Stroud had one of the most turbulent pre-draft processes that Mm -hmm. we can recall where his intelligence was attacked Mm. based on the the evaluation of the the S7 test, I believe, or S2 test. S2. S2 cognitive. he, he was taken apart saying, okay, well, why didn't he have those big throwing games until yeah. the last game of his college career? And then he goes number two to Houston, and it's like, all right, here's the franchise. You're a franchise quarterback for a team that has been irrelevant. This is the start of a new era for the Houston Texans, and it really kicks off with this game where they're playing the Patriots on NFL Network. I'm not making too much of a preseason game, but I think C.J. Stroud and what – he brings to this team and what he can do is going to be fascinating because a his own story people picking apart his own intelligence Mm -hmm. and his ability to play the quarterback position and b the team that he's going to it wasn't so long ago where the texans were perennial afc south champions and you'd had deandre hopkins and arian foster and jj watt and deshaun watson we haven't talked about the houston texans in 36 months on this show they've been irrelevant they've been off the radar and now they have a star quarterback cool. who I'm excited to watch. So I'm going to say C.J. Stroud is the guy that I can't wait to see. You know, the last time we were talking about them, they were giving up the first overall pick. Uh, they were the scoring. Draft. They no were scoring. You scoring. know, there's a thing online that's developing about the, the alleged curse of the number two overall picks. Yeah. Uh, if you start to look at the list, I'm talking about quarterbacks. Zach Wilson, it's Mitch Trubisky, it's Carson Wentz, it's Marcus Mariota, it's Robert Griffin III. Like, it's, it's a crew. Huh. It's a crew. 
And C.J. Stroud is now second wow. overall pick, but that's starting to gain some momentum in the Reddit threads, yeah. the number mm. two pick quarterback. Do you fish there? Are you in those worlds? Yeah, occasionally. You're in those yeah. waters? Why not? Dive Dive alter ego that I do. It's crazy. <laughs> Dive well, better to be the number four overall pick, I guess, then. And I'll be looking at Anthony Richardson for the Colts. There's been so much talk. Is he going to be the guy to be under center week one? Is it going to be Gardner Minshew? This guy coming out of college at Florida, we talked about his physical attributes. His teammate, Michael Pittman, called him a Madden-created player, a 99 speed, 99 strength, 99 arm, and that's the makeup. And everybody talks about his physical build and what it can do. We've shown clips of him dunking a basketball and all of these things. I want to see him out there in a preseason game. It reminds me, I played against Russell Wilson his rookie year while he was in Seattle. We travel up there from Tennessee, and Matt Flynn was a the guy they signed. And we don't have the highlights of it, oh, but this is great. These are look at Russ's numbers. He scored a touchdown running. He threw one in the end zone. He just dazzled. He was all over the place. And it was just like, my goodness, this guy may be the guy for the Seattle Seahawks. They might have found a gym in Did the you third know? round. Did you know? Do you think you knew? After the game, it was like, really? oh, my goodness. I'm looking at our young guys out there in the second half, and I'm like, damn, I'm happy Russ didn't play when we were in, in the beginning of really? the game. because, And I played against him in college. I was say, in the Papa bowl John's game. Bowl in Birmingham, Alabama. He gets hurt in the first half. And if he finishes that game, there's no way we win. Mm. He was just all over the place making so many throws. So I think a guy like Anthony Richardson, we may expect to see Gardner Minshew. I've said it. And he goes out there in the preseason and just marvels and just like, we got to get this guy on the field. I like the Braylon Edwards guy in the end zone that day. I always liked this game. Um, <laughs> Jason, I'm going to ask you directly. Do you know who Gia Duddy is? Gia Duddy. I'm yeah. not familiar. Jamie, I'm sure you know. You don't know Gia Duddy? If you Google Will Levis, the name Gia Duddy is the name that comes oh. up. Apparently it's a significant other and I she's huge on TikTok. She knew yeah, for girlfriend. sure. What? The New York Post has got all about Will Levis's girlfriend's TikTok soaring. I, I'm interested to see him. I, I don't really care about his girlfriend. Due respect, I care about how he throws the ball. He's competing for the number two spot with Malik Willis. The Titans have a fascinating quarterback room of the veteran, the last year's guy, this year's guy. Apparently, it's going fine. You know, he's throwing the ball okay, sometimes a little bit, not so okay. What are you glowing about, Peter? I Googled in the first headline. I just can't even. It's, it's hilarious. Go on. Tell us. New York Post. Gia Duddy eats a pickle in a bikini. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? And that's related to the Tennessee Titans somehow? Huge, she's a huge star. A TikTok and everything. She's beautiful. Sounds like she's a big fan of subtlety, too. <laughs> My gosh. So is the post. Um, anyway, I want to see if Levis can play. One of the most interesting prospects that we had in this year's class. The draft buildup was weird. Where do we go with this guy? He falls. We don't know where he's going. I want to see him. He's one of these guys. He comes out in a preseason game and chucks a few passes on. We're like, wow, Levis can play. I think there's people want Levis to be good, or maybe they want him to be really bad. We just want something interesting to happen with Levis. Different personality. I want to watch him. And in, in go ahead. I was gonna say, just the variable stuff we're talking about. Yeah. That, that, is that oil and water? Like, Levis is like a kind of like a cocksure guy. Like, he drafted him. He drafted him. Yeah. And it, apparently he's been great. Mm. Yeah, kind of on the opposite end of like the Will Levis, just like the draft prospect and ever the scope that was focused on him. Sadly, on the other end of the interesting scope, but I think he likes it this way, is like Bryce Young. Like there was no, nothing yeah. that, that he did yeah. in college from a personality standpoint, from an interview standpoint, that never, in a good way, jumped out at you. You're just like, well... This guy is really good, and if I had to find a knock, I guess it's that he's not the typical, prototypical NFL quarterback size. Okay, but we have seen nothing or heard nothing from training camp that would tell you otherwise. Now, the one thing, I will say this, and seeing this angle is perfect, because 
I feel that the training camp Panthers.com football angle we've seen is very self-serving to Bryce Young's stature. I need like a game cam angle on Bryce Young. I need all mm. 22. I want to see how he is physically lining up against the defensive line in the NFL just for like 15 snaps. I don't yeah, need a lot of it. I, I want to see how he's connecting with his wide receivers. Adam Thielen's mm. coming on the show in the next segment. Oh, I want to yeah. see how it works with him. Frank Reich, Josh McCown is always yeah. hanging around. I just want to see how it works. And it doesn't need to stand out because Bryce Young has just perfectly flown at Bryce Young's radar this entire mm. time. But I'm really looking forward to him. We cannot show a shot of him without Josh McCown in the background. I know. He's always there. He's and I like that. Good. It doesn't help with the height thing because Josh is huge. <laughs> but I just let's let, let's track this for the rest of camp. See Every him. time we see Bryce, do we see Josh McCown? Because yeah. he is coaching the hell out of him, yeah. and I like it. Do you know who the backup quarterback is in, in Carolina offhand? The quarterbacks? Um, Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. Oh. Andy Dalton. Yeah, we talked yeah. about, think about yeah. that. McCown, Dalton, Jim Caldwell, yeah. Frank Reich. Right. If there's ever yeah. been a brain yeah. trust, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. Set up for success. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, the 2023 NFL season starts with training camp. NFL Network has had you covered. How have you missed it so far? But if you haven't, that's okay. Inside Training Camp Live continues today, 10 a.m. Eastern, with all 32 teams covered. Jared Goff, Derek Henry, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott. That's just a couple of the names you'll see on ITC Live, presented by Old Spice, which continues, as I mentioned, today, 10 a.m. Eastern, right here on NFL Network. Russell and Wilson, huh? NFL Plus. Russell Wilson. We, I've been curious about, you know, we just haven't had to see uh, or hear, really, from Russell Wilson through all of this. And if yeah. he has spoken, it hasn't been of note, truly. So... That'll be curious, Peter. If you had Russell Wilson, because you had the big get with Aaron yeah. Rodgers, what would you ask him? Mm. How would you it go about that? Like, it seems like your head coach, Sean Payton, has been you know, standing in front of a lot of trains right now and trying to make up for a lot of stuff from last year. Do you take any responsibility for the way the season went? And how do you feel about the way your coach has defended you or at least come out and, and washed you from it in a lot of ways? I, I think Russell Wilson isn't a second-year quarterback. He isn't Zach Wilson. He isn't one of these young guys who struggled. He's a future yeah. Hall of Famer. And... Some guys would probably say, I don't want you out there in front doing that. Mm. Let me take it. But Russ hasn't been very vocal. Uh, really interesting. Yesterday, Sean Payton came out and said that his team is not going to be wearing the Gilligan hats. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be, starters are going to be playing. And I think, you know, we're talking about it briefly, but I think a lot of people were triggered by even those comments yeah. that, that Payton's treating them that way. So it's an old school mentality. And I'm curious if Russell Wilson um, is, igno- is aware. I mean, Kyle... We've talked Russ for years. Like, is he aware of what other people are talking or is he in his own bubble where he's like, all is good, kumbaya? Mm-hmm. Well, I think he's aware of this. I don't, I don't think he's aware of what everybody says about him on social media. But, mm-hmm. like, I, I would want five questions to Russell Wilson about the Hackett, Peyton, mm-hmm. Rodgers, yeah. all that stuff. I'm really interested to hear about his chemistry with receivers and camp and all that, but that's, like, question nine. So, uh, yeah, we've been saying this since the get-go. What does Russ think about this? Peyton basically absolved him yeah. of all responsibility for a really rough season. Yeah. You kind of have to say, no, 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 I appreciate my coach looking out for me, but I need to be better, right? Like, Just in general, he comes from Pete Carroll, who is a player's coach, yeah. a ton of fun, energy through the roof. Then Nathaniel Hackett, 
according to Sean Payton, let him do whatever. And now Sean Payton's there. And it's just like a totally different philosophy. What, is, what are his thoughts on that and the way the organization's mm-hmm. moving? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think we've got a good guest to come and fill us in with his thoughts on this. We welcome Let's to our show NFL Network front office analyst who has been around several different oh, there he coaches. Is. He's been a general manager in the league, assistant GM. He's been a uh, three-time Super Bowl champion with the Patriots. And right now he is in Nashville, Tennessee with a guy that he worked with for many years, Mr. Mike Vrabel is the head coach. Yeah. Let's welcome in Scott Peel. Hey, Scott. Scott, what's going what's up, on? Scott? Hey, good morning. I'm glad we got rid of the technical issues, man. I, I had to see you guys. I need you once a week, man. I yeah, we love having mm-hmm. you on. And we're talking here about Sean Payton coming out and saying, not only will Russell Wilson and the Broncos starters be mm-hmm. playing in the team's first preseason game, but there will be no in-game interviews from the players, and there will also be no... Gilligan hats, which are those bucket hats you always see the guys wearing after they come out of the game. You've been around some of the best, uh, you know, and now Sean Payton is here kind of laying down the law in Denver. What was your thoughts on that and an overall preseason? Do you start your guys? Do you not start your guys? Your approach to these first games? Yeah, I'm with Sean on this one. Again, I think what he's trying to let his players know and his team know that these trips, these games, even though it's preseason, these are business trips. And he wants to make sure that the players are there know that this is business. And again, I don't have a problem with starters playing because here's what I truly believe. General managers are partners of the head coach. They share thoughts. They give ideas. They make certain, there's certain decisions that general managers make, then there's decisions they don't. The coach makes the decision of who plays and how much they play. I really believe that the coach has a much better pulse on the team the locker room and they know what players need more than general managers and that's not a disrespect to general managers that's just what the truth the coach is much closer to the pulse so he knows what his football team knows needs and again sean didn't just you know he didn't just follow up the the turnip truck he's done this before so i think he knows what he's doing the handling of the starters in the preseason is an interesting opinion, Scott. Uh, on the next hour of our show, we're going to discuss the handling of the rookie quarterback and how you prepare them for the regular season by using the preseason in their debut. Walk us through some of the things that a front office might look at for a rookie quarterback specifically in their preseason performances. Jamie, I think the the front office and the coaches are all looking for the same thing. And as silly as this may sound, it's all of the basic fundamental things. We've got so many quarterbacks now coming into the NFL that have never even been in a huddle, right? They just have the signs on the sideline. They have to get a team in the huddle, a bunch of adults in a huddle, get them organized, get the play called, get the formation called, get everything called, then get to the line of scrimmage. Do things like identify the mic, make sure they're on the same page with all of the offensive linemen, get the protection changed perhaps at the line of scrimmage. So I think what you want to see early in the preseason and then later in the preseason is progress. The simplest thing that the player, meaning the quarterback, can get the team in the huddle, out of the huddle, call played, and the play executed with all the action that's going on. And you're in Nashville, and the Titans have a rookie quarterback and Will Levis who will be competing with Malik Willis. And the guy making that decision on who becomes the number two will be Titans head coach Mike Vrabel. And you spent some time with him last night, and we know you have a close relationship. You were with him for a while. Tell us something about Vrabel that he stands out that maybe isn't what we normally get from the headlines. You know, the Mike Vrabel that the world sees is this competitive Mike and this tough guy Mike, and he is all of that. 
but I've known Mike for a long time. We were together for eight seasons in New England. We were together two seasons in Kansas City. And I think the part that Mike doesn't let enough people show is what a quality human being is and how much he cares. He is an empathetic person that really cares about his teammates, his players, his the people that he works with. He's as loyal as a day is long. You know, I, I think about a couple things that happened with Mike and I. Um, I go back to our time in Kansas City. Mike was gone in 2012 when the Javon Belcher incident occurred. Mike was one of the first people to call me. After I got fired, Mike was not only one of the first people to call me, but he told me to come up to Ohio State and stay with he and Jenny while I was trying to get my feet under me. Um, I think about the Mike that is, this, again, this great human being. Um, I think about the time when Ryan O'Callaghan came out to the world. Mike was the first person to reach out to me and say, Scott, give me Ryan's contact information. I want to reach out to him. Mike had been teammates with him in, in New England and also in Kansas City. You know, I also know that Mike is very intentional in what he does. Sometimes we'll see him barb players and give players a hard time. But I also see the, see the intentional Mike, who just yesterday announced that Terrell Williams, his defensive line coach, who is going to be put in the position of coaching the team as the head coach in their first preseason game. Mike Kovic cares about diversity. He genuinely cares about inclusion. You know, a couple of years ago, I called Mike about Christy Bartlett, a strength and conditioning coach. He interviewed her, hired her immediately. Every single year, Mike has had a woman on the coaching staff working for him in a role in the strength and conditioning. He also has low locust coaching on his defensive staff. I tell you all these things because those are the things that Mike never talks about, and people don't talk about enough with Mike. He's a quality, quality human being. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.